It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. And a very good morning and welcome to Off The Leash on RSN 927. Trent Mason Elder with you. Joined in the studio by Molly Haynes from GRV. Morning, Molly. Good morning. And back for a second up start after a nice fresh run. Brett McLaughlin, welcome back, mate. Trent Molly, great to be here. All right, guys, we've got plenty to get through. Let's kick off with the National Greyhound Draft. We'd heard so much about this in the lead-up to Sunday, and it all uh, took place on Sunday morning, Brett. Yeah, it certainly did. Uh, we spoke with James last week, of course, on Off the Leash, Trent, and a uh, huge success, 30 pups there up for auction. Uh, all expressions of interest had been taken. There was no waiting list in place for those who are still waiting to get involved. Uh, just a quick recap of what the draft is. It's the most exciting way to get involved in owning a greyhound with some of the best people in the sport of the best bred pups at Sandown could get their hands on. There were 10 teams, four teams led by trainers, two led by owners, and two teams led by the media, including here at RSN. Uh, in a one-hour special on Sky 2, uh, 5% shares were sold for $2,550 each, and people were driven to the National Greyhound Draft website, 2018draft.com.au, to select the team they wanted to be involved in, and people who put forward their expressions of interest received a 5% share in three greyhounds, so a great initiative for the sport as we touched on last week. Yeah, looking forward to seeing how that all uh, plays out. I must say, I watched it on Sky 2 and I found it really interesting. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good concept and we'll we'll, we'll see no more how that all plays out. All right, we had the Laurels uh, semi-finals at Sandown Park on Sunday, Brett. Now, yeah. one of the great series of, of the sport, <laughs> unfortunately, again, Sandown just cannot get a run at it with the weather. We had, uh, the shootout earlier in the year was an ordinary yeah. night, the Tab Melbourne Cup night as well, and then... Uh, a storm swept through on on Sunday and washed half the meeting away. Yeah, well, as we touched on again last week, they were terrific uh, heats we had. And, uh, of course, the semifinals uh, were dealt a bit of a blow with the wild weather. No one really expects the amount of rain you sort of get that we got on Sunday in the middle of December. But, uh, look, we had one Laurel Semi run before the weather got a hold of us. The favourite Shimmer Breeze coming out on top there. The first three place getters in that semifinal advanced through to the final and the remaining five Laurels contenders were randomly drawn in accordance with the rules. And unfortunately, with the uh, random draw, Trent, series favourite Black Opium missed out on a rug in the Laurels, which will be run on Thursday night at Sandown. And the final field off the red often imitated the favourite with tab.com.au at $2. The check is flowing at 12 wearing the white rug, shoot to miss $101. Four is Circle of Dreams at 10 5 Shimmer Breeze at $2.80. He's been very good in the two lead-up runs. Six Sweet as M650. Seven is Flossing at 12 8 Valencia Gem, $101. The reserves, 9 Grace Ali at 8 And number 10, never duplicated at $14. Uh, Molly, we've also got the Hobart 1000 on Thursday night and uh, Huxley and Orson Allen will fly the flag for the Vicks. Yes, look, we're hoping to make it 10 straight Hobart 1000 victories on Thursday night. We do have the two chances, like you mentioned, Huxley and Orson Allen. Now, Huxley for Paula Bella was the second fastest qualifier in the heats. Orson Allen for Corey Grenfell finished second behind Huxley and I really do believe he'll be better for the run. Local Pico Can won her heat, making it 10 straight wins at Hobart over the 461 metre distance and she's also the tab favourite off the red. Yeah, the um, <coughs> excuse me, the two local dogs, Pico Can and Stopline, both are winning their heats respectively and uh, they're going to be hard to beat as well but uh, looking forward to that final on Thursday night. Now the Sale Cup, first leg of the Gippsland Carnival, we've had the three Sale Cup heats and uh, guys, Neo Cleo's just uh, in the zone at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Airborne Trent, fastest qualifier, recording a PB of 36.87, bettering uh, the time of 37.9 a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely low flying and uh, just jumped to the front and didn't really give him a chance. 
Barkali, a, a big name to miss the final though, Molly? Yes, look, he was a little bit disappointing in his heat run. I think he really was looking for that extra 50 or 60 metres towards the end of the race. He is obviously a Group 1 winner over the 700. It was really disappointing to see him miss out. But Dinah Chancer, I thought, was super impressive and will certainly be better for the run, clocking 36.96 from Box 5. He'll also jump from the same box in the final, which is a huge, a huge bonus for him. We mentioned Neo Claire, Brett, but mm. uh, the little brother, Black Jack Neo, also threw to the final and draws the red. Yeah, going to be uh, hard to beat from there. Going to be in the uh, run for a long way, that's for sure. Black Impala just came running so well over the longer trip. The Group 1 Hume Cup winner, second in the bold trees behind Barcali and uh, unplaced in, or hasn't been unplaced in his past six starts. Molly going really well. Yeah, he sure is. And look, a bit of a favourite of mine is veteran Billy's Bake. He is, like I mentioned, the veteran of the field. He's had 64 starts for 17 wins and a nice 24 minor placings. But Joe Bork has a bit of a strong hand in this field too. I spoke to him yesterday and he said... Look, he's, he's really excited about having all of the dogs in, in the Sale Cup. He's got three contenders, so two that he owns in Murney on Corner and Van... I mean, two that he trains, I should say, in Murney on Corner and Van Ann, as well as Black, as well as Black in Parlour, who he owns. All right, let's have a look at the final field. Blackjack Neo off the red at $5.50. These are with tab.com.au. Mooney on corner wears the check rug, $5.50. Number three, Van Ann, 18 Four, Billy's Bake, $18. Five, Dinah Chance at $3.60. Favourite with tab is number six, Neo Cleo at $2.70. Seven, Black Impala at 8 And number eight, Juniper Pearl, $8. We're going to hear from Juniper Pearl's trainer, Brett Mackey, shortly. The reserves are Barkali at $3. Massive chance if it gets a run. And King Colt at $101. Guys, what are your thoughts? Brett, start with you. Uh, look, I've been a uh, Neo Cleo staunch fan for the past month. Uh, Trent probably only really got to run up to its run last week. I think it'd be awfully hard to beat. Molly? I think, oh, Dinah Chancer for me, I think, um, unless Brett uh, gives us some other inside information, that'll help me along the way. But like you men mentioned, if Bacali gets a run, I mean, Robert Britton has won a Bendigo Cup with his second reserve in Landmark a couple of years ago. So he's got history to be able to get a run in these ones. I'll go with Juniper Pearl. I'm interested to get Brett Mackey's thoughts. I reckon very well suited in box number eight there. So I'll go with Juniper Pearl at $8. Uh, plenty of action on the track on sale. Cup night on Boxing Day, Brett, but there's plenty of... Uh, of course, activities as well. Yes, certainly is. It's the first league of the Gippsland Carnival held on Boxing Day. Now, gates open at 6pm. There's food trucks, free live music, family activities, and as well as a chance to win a $10,000 or a car. A Melbourne football club star, Maxi Gorm, will also be on course. So make sure all your Melbourne fans get out there and get a picture with a great man. All right, let's go and have a chat to Juniper Pearl's trainer, Brett Mackey. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Racing. Away well in the seat, it was Go Seek Heidi. Driving forward was Juno Pearl and Juniper Pearl and a bit of a scrimmage on the first turn and Juniper Pearl got away with a round to go. Go Seek Heidi to second, Blackjack Neo and Prue's past it, then Zipping Monty. Further astern, Dinah Chancer from Neo Cleo for Moody on corner. Last of all, it's Cisco Ride along the back, the leader, Juniper Pearl out by a length and a half. Blackjack Neo in close attendance, their four lengths on Go Seek Heidi. Zipping Monty, Dinah Chancer and Neo Cleo towards the tail. Around the turn, Juniper Pearl, Blackjack Neo gets up on terms, Juniper Pearl kicked on the inside, Juniper Pearl won it, beat Blackjack Neo, go seek Heidi. There's Juniper Pearl winning there, Sir John Dillon Memorial recently at CNN on Melbourne Cup night, and this morning we chat to uh, Brett Mackey, trainer of Juniper Pearl, who will line up in the Gold FM Sale Cup. Welcome Brett, thanks so much for your time this morning. Uh, thank you, not a problem. Uh, Brett, what did you make of her Sale Cup heat run there, am I right in saying she was looking for the uh, line as the last 50 metres approached? 
Uh, yeah, that's what we were expecting. We were hoping to get uh, up near the lead, which uh, thankfully we did, and uh, it was mainly uh, just hoping to hold on to uh, qualify for the final. She's five starts into a middle-distance career now. Is it pretty safe to say she seems to be a bit of an old hand at it, having had five starts for four wins and a third placing? And can you perhaps talk us through the, the decision to step her up to the middle distance? Yeah, look, with uh, the main reason was to get to uh, get her on the bunny. Um, she, she'd been getting knocked around a little bit in, in a lot of the 500-metre races. So, um, yeah, look, everything's worked out good so far. And, and in a couple of the 600-metre races, she actually hasn't had to lead. Um, she's actually come from behind, so... Her last Meadows run was the reason we decided to go for the Sale Cup, a little bit of uh, extra distance. Um, and and the main thing was was to get the first heat out, to get the heat out of the way and to qualify for the final. Absolutely. Uh, she's a Group 3 winner of the Sir John Dillon Memorial, as we just heard before. What was the uh, feeling like to secure your first group race win uh, on the biggest night in Greyhound racing? Oh, look, it's fantastic. Uh, look, to go in, that was only the third run over the five over the 595. Um, I, I knew... Uh, the switch she ran, she ran 23.05 to the back at Sandown, which the only other two dogs that's done that recently are Baruga Britain, My Redeemer. So we thought if she got out on the bunny, she was a chance to pinch it. Um, and thankfully, everything worked out well. Brett, it's Molly here. It seems to be a bit of a, um, a highly used trick at the moment, the odd putting him over the 600. So as a bit of a confidence run, I know, like you mentioned, um, Myra Dema did that for well, for David Gill, which is fantastic. But the Group 1 Sale Cup will be Juniper Pearl's first Group 1 race. Her third group race appearance, though, having competed in the Warrigal St. Ledger. Now, she actually defeated Melbourne Cup winner Myra Dema in that heat. You must look back on that now and be pretty proud of what she achieved then. Oh, look, we're absolutely wrapped. Um, uh, we went into that preparation. She actually didn't show her true ability in that series. She only went in on a two-week preparation. And and when we drew my redeemer, we knew we had to get in front of him. Um, but to hold on, it was a really strong goal force wind running into the home straight that night. And it probably took, took just flattened her a little bit for the final. But... Yeah, to qualify after only a two-week preparation was a fantastic effort. Yeah, no, it was a huge effort. Now, Sale Cup night on Boxing Day. What a way to open up the Gippsland Carnival. Have you been a part of the Sale Cup night before? No, it's my, no, it's my first time. I have, it's, I've only been training back for about uh, 12 months now, so I've had a hiatus for about 20 years. I've just been doing the really breaking since. But, yeah, no, it's the first time back um, in, in 12 months, so, um, uh, no, it should be fun. So you're enjoying it back training or do you reckon we'll lose you back to the rearing and education side? I'm actually enjoying the training side of it more, uh, but it does help when a, when a dog can run. It makes it a lot easier. <laughs> it sure does. Now, box eight in the cup. What are your thoughts around the box draw? Uh, look, I was praying for box eight. In my opinion, it's the only chance I've got to actually win the race. Um, it doesn't give her any... No dog can come down on it. Like in the heats, she actually... Jumped, she actually stepped to the right and bumped for about the first 20 or 30 metres with a four. Yeah. Um, but box eight, she, she loves she loves it out wide. She loves those dogs on her outside. And that, look, at that, it's the only chance I've got to uh, hopefully go around there. I know it's not the ideal box at sale, but in this race, with, for her, it probably is the perfect box. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Now, one last question. Who do you think the dog to beat is in at the Sale Cup? Well, fortunately, all the dogs I thought are the main danger are all badly boxed. Um, in the in the middle, so um, obviously Neo Cleo and Dinah Chancer, um, but Meridian Corner from the check is probably the is well boxed the way the field is set up. So um, yeah, it's a it's a whichever one of these strong dogs. If I get hit the lead, if one of these strong dog seasons uh, campaigners are on my tail, um, I might be in a bit of a problem. But um, yeah, we're just got to keep our fingers crossed.
Brett, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. And uh, have a good Christmas and hopefully an even better Boxing Day. Oh, that's what we're hoping for. Thank you. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. And go, racing, poke the bear, slow to begin, back near the Tata saddle, away fast there, Dinah Harper, grab the lead from Pants on fire around the first turn, there, poke the bear, he's got a bit of uh, work to do from there, he's last on the turn out of the straight and down the back, Pants on fire, five lengths clear, Dinah Harper, then Dinah Oscar, poke the bear's getting up on the inside rail, ten off the lead though, followed then by Peter Allen, then came wide on Ginger, and Deringa turning for home, Pants on fire, the leader, in second spot, Dinah Harper, poke the bear, flashing through, he'll get up! Poke the Bear from last has got up to win it from... That was uh, Poke the Bear, a absolutely ridiculous win at uh, the Meadows on Saturday night. Brett, I thought mm. Aston Kometo's win the week previous in the Ballarat Cup was just about the win of the year, but, geez, uh, Poke the Bear, that was ridiculous. Yeah, I think that's trumped it. Um, the call probably really doesn't do it justice from the Hawk. You've got to actually see the replay. Drew Box 4, C sort of parted around the back towards the 600-metre boxes, but normally when you see a run like that, Trent, you go, oh, yeah, the time really won't back it up. But, geez, I think he ran 21, uh, 29.91, which, uh, I mean, he went low low 29s last week at Sandown, so the kennel's absolutely fine, Molly. Molly, he's just a, he's a freak dog. He's just got so much ability, hasn't he? Oh, he is. And look, Shona's said 101 times that this dog is a superstar. And uh, he proved it a little while ago when he won his uh, Group 1 for the Thompsons. But how about the free-for-all? He's drawn in at Sandown on Thursday night. He's drawn in box number six. There's Miss Splendor Miro. Hasten slowly. He's just off the back of a Group 1 Brisbane Cup win. And the watchdog haven't actually tipped him to come out on top. They've tipped Miss Splendor Miro from box number two to get out on top. Hasten slowly second. And they're rounding out um, Poke the Bear in third placing for this one. That is a stellar field. Really looking forward mm. to that on Thursday night. If you haven't seen the replay of Poke the Bear, jump on yep. the GRV Fast Track website, punch in Poke the Bear and uh, have a look. It's just out of this world. All right, speaking of the watchdog, Molly, Brett, uh, do we have some winners during the week? Yeah, you sure did. Uh, on fire again, Trent. Shepard and on Monday, Jags 7 out of the 12 on top, including including their last selection, Schuster, around the $5.50 mark and continued the red-hot form uh, for a cup night with Sale Cup Heat Night uh, picking six of the 12 winners. So definitely in form uh, heading into the festive season. And for all the best free form guides, simply Google the Watchdog. All right, Litter of the Week time. Now, I got a little bit of constructive criticism during Ooh. the week about Litter of the Week. And uh, it was all, all kind. No need, to, no need to worry. But I miss the Abasha Bale Magic Diva Litter. And the reason why this is so dramatic is because Magic Diva, um, she produced the likes of Chief's Sidekick, Chief's Empire, Mayor Digby, Percy's Empire. Now, these dogs have run, one's run second in the Group 2 launching pad. Chief's Empire is a multiple Group 1 finalist. I don't know how I miss it. I'm righting my wrongs right now. <laughs> now, she's had a litter to Barshabelle. This is her third litter. These guys are born in August 2018, so they're around four months old. They're bred, they're bred again by Nadine Brown in Lara. Magic Diva herself was a bit of a bit of a star. She was a winner of the 2014 Group 2 Warnable Classic. She won 31 races out of 63 career starts. Now, it was Chief's Empire and Chief's Sidekick. That litter was... For to Fernando Bale, there is no doubt that these guys are absolute champions and we continue to see them grace the race tracks. But the Barsha Bale litter, like I mentioned, is her third. Six were born in the litter, three males, four males. 
none are for sale. The the Browns don't tend to sell their, their greyhounds and I completely understand why and I'd be keeping these pups pretty close to my hand if I was involved. So make sure you check out all the latest Victorian litters and contact information in your latest edition of the Greyhound Monthly. All right, now uh, Gap Dog of the Week time. I found a greyhound by the name of Toby. He's a three-year-old black male. He raced under the name Regal Tycoon. He had 30 starts for just the one win and 10 minor placings. He spent some time in foster care learning the ropes again, um, but we do believe he would benefit from some ongoing training as he is a little bit excitable and, and he does he really does need just to be, um, I suppose, continually educated. But uh, the girls tell me he is a super fun pooch. He's affectionate and playful, which is all the things you want in a young greyhound. So if you think you've got room in your home for Toby or any other greyhound, any any other of our Gap greyhounds, I should say, be sure to contact Gap through their website, which is gap.grv.org.au. All right, guys, that sees us out. And it sees us out for the year as well. No show next Wednesday being Boxing Day. So uh, thank you for all of your help this year, in particular to you, Molly, and uh, Andrew, of course, who will be listening, and, and to you, Brett, for jumping in the last couple of, we- couple of weeks as well. Have a yeah, safe and Merry Christmas. You too. Yeah.